should be helping make your day better, not holding it up. However, if the first time you listen to this, you want to listen from beginning to end, that's fine too. I'll be using a variety of linguistic techniques to help you so that you'll remember what's in this book. If you are going to do this, however, I recommend you go back and do this book chunk by chunk afterwards to get really proficient with the techniques in it. Okay, let's begin. There's one really important thing which so many people get wrong when they're trying to get people's agreement. You've got to have rapport with them. Now, that sounds really obvious, and yet so many people miss this step out. They're lost in their own heads, often going in there with really good intentions, but they're too busy thinking. They don't pay enough attention to what's going on. People are going to be a lot less trusting of you if they feel awkward around you, and the impact of this isn't to be underestimated. I'm sure you can remember when you've put off agreeing to something because you just didn't quite feel comfortable with the other person. It might have been that they were one of those annoying salespeople who really pressurise you into things, or it may have been a work colleague who wanted a favour but just didn't seem genuine. There are several ways you can build good rapport, and one of the easiest ways is to actually care about the outcome for the other person involved. You should be as supportive of them as you would want them to be of you. You're better off asking questions of them to begin with. This not only gives you more information about the person, but it also makes you look like you're interested in them. Now, us human beings are a little bit ego-led. We love it when people are fascinated by who we are, what we do, and, and how we do it. I know I love it, and when this attention is paid to me, I can name countless occasions where, for example, an attentive sales assistant has taken an interest in me and ended up landing a bigger sale than uh, I certainly intended them to. So, here's that first chunk. Ask good questions. For example, if you're with someone who you want to borrow something from, something simple, for example, like a computer game, ask them a bit about their gaming habits, about how much of a thrill it is to play that game, you'll appear attentive and interested. They'll be talking about something they really love and therefore will be likely to feel really good rather than feeling really awkward. Before you know it, you're creating good rapport and getting closer to sealing the deal. Here's another thing to keep in mind. When you're asking questions, listen. Be silent. Silent, after all, is an anagram of the word listen. And the problem so many people run into is that they get lost in their own thoughts and they forget to actually listen. Now, I'm as guilty of this as anyone, and it's something to be aware of when you're working to build agreement. But listening isn't enough. There are some important things to listen for. Listen for what the other person's passion is, what motivates them. This information's really useful. It allows you to heighten the conversation in that area. Steer the conversation down this avenue, and you'll have very little resistance from the other person. Okay, so I'm about to ask you to stop and try this out for a couple of days. Over the next couple of days, in meetings and encounters with others, ask them a few questions. Don't play hardline news reporter, firing questions at them one after the other. Play interested friend and listen. Oh, wow, how long have you been doing that for? Well, well what do you love doing about that? Oh, wow, that's interesting. So how, how would that improve productivity for you? Ask and then listen. Listen really carefully and good luck. OK, so you've asked good questions and you've listened carefully. The second thing is to listen for the type of words people use to describe things. It will likely fall into one of three categories visual, auditory, 
or feeling language. So, for example, someone might talk about something feeling really exciting and how they want to touch base soon. And all that language is very touchy-feely, isn't it? Touching base and feeling really excited. Someone else might talk about how things sound really interesting and how they can't wait to hear more about it because all of this seems to ring true for them. Well, all of this language is very auditory. It's all about sounds. Other people might talk about seeing what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a real vision for this. We just need to get some clarity on it. Well, that's all visual language. Although we all use a mixture of visual, auditory and feeling language, most of us have a preference towards one of those. If we find a person's dominant way of speaking and then adopt this ourselves, we'll be talking the same language as them. They'll sense that we're on the same wavelength as them and be more likely to see our point of view. So, for example, if someone starts talking about their vision for their...